I am Tova Cito. I believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And I believe it's our job to get us there. Every week, I will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Remedy with Tovacito. So happy to have you here with us this week, and I'm sorry that we are a little bit behind in recording this week. Uh, I went to Mexico over the weekend, and let me tell you something. Coming back from vacay is hard. Don't you think that's hard? It's hard for me to, like, get back get back in. I actually don't have that issue. Okay. I'm, like, dying to get home by the time I do get back. Okay, <laughs> men, this is what I have to say. <laughs> I ha- I have told several of my girlfriends, like, I was packing, so I went with Craig, and Sunday I'm packing, and I'm, like, in a bad mood. I'm kind of, like, cranky, and I'm, like, throwing stuff in my suitcase, and I'm not happy about it, and he is, like, I could tell it didn't bother him quite as much to leave, and by Monday, he's, like, hit the ground running. He's, like excited he's got emails he's got to get to work he's kind of same as you he never said it because he's smarter than that (laughs) (laughs) but I was just like dreading and I talked to like two or three of my girlfriends about I was like I think there's a difference between men and women coming back I think there is from vacay because Elise is just like you I never she starts getting come back. so sad the last day, and I'm I'm the exact opposite. She's like, do you want, don't you wish we could stay a couple extra days? I'm, no, I'm ready to get back. You like, I want to get back to my routine. Lie, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lie. Because what she hears is uh, I'm I'm ready to stop spending time with you. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Maybe I'll quit doing that. Uh, well, no. it's too late now. She knows. It is cat's too out late. of the bag. But I really, it's not personal. I really do know that, but. I was like, there is such a difference. So I asked a couple of my girlfriends, I was like, does your husband get like kind of ready, like not as sad as you? And they're like, oh, absolutely. I'm like, that's like, I think it's I bet a, it is a guy thing. Yeah, I think it's a guy girl thing. Yeah, that's funny. You people. <laughs> it's a good thing on many levels though. Yeah, you know. no, no, it's good. It's good. I think it both are healthy and important. I just... I mean, I would. It doesn't hit till adulthood, though, because when you're a kid, you never want, you know, you don't want vacation to be over, guys or girls, I think. Well, maybe it's because of my maturity. Well, level. And you don't want to go back to school <laughs> when you're a kid, you know? But no, I don't think yeah. it does. I would just, I would be really good spending my entire life on a vacation. Oh, man. Couldn't do it. I would be amazing at it. <laughs> I could just go from place to place to place to place. I don't think you could as easily as you think. Oh, no, I promise you I could. In really? fact, I, if I had unlimited funds, if I had a lot of money, I would have take, I would have homeschooled my kids. And instead of like them going to school, especially when they were like in like late elementary, early junior high, I would have taken them out of school and homeschooled around the world. Because that's the best education. Yeah. Travel. And so freaking fun. Like, I'm a goer. In fact, my dad, growing up, 
used to tease me because he was like, if you ask Tova, do you want to, he was like, before I can even finish the sentence, you have no idea <laughs> where we're going, where I'm taking you, what I'm asking you. I just say, hey, Tova, do you want to, and you were always like, yes. And it's just, I've always wanted to go. And that's, I think, a big part of why I love Mary Catherine so much is she'll go with me and I'll go with her. She is the same thing. Like, I can be super spontaneous and I always want to go. I envy that. I wish I had that mentality. Well. I think it says something about my overall personality, considering I've never left Texas. I lived here my whole life. Except for two years, I lived in New Hampshire when I was a kid. But other than that... (laughs) Never New went Hampshire. anywhere. Who lives in New Hampshire? Yeah, I'd, I'd never even heard of New Hampshire before <laughs> I moved there. What did your dad do in New Hampshire? Uh, same thing. I mean, he was a sales executive. So when I was 10, we moved there for two years, and then they offered him to move back, and we all jumped on it. Oh, good. Because we didn't like it as much up there. It yeah. was cold, and yeah, I've, there was nothing. It was a very small town. New Hampshire is one of the few states I have not been to. I've You're only... not missing that. I'm just kidding. I don't want to say anything disparaging <laughs> to people who live in New Hampshire. We did enjoy our time there. I think I've only not been to maybe eight states. I think I've been, well, do you count driving through a state as visiting? If you've been through it, I think you can count it. Okay. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. You've been there. Yeah. That's a good point. You may have not laid your head there, but you've been there. Right. Mm-hmm. I and, think I got and, more than eight that I had. An airport drive-by, I don't, I don't know that you can count. Like, if you have a layover right, in Chicago, yeah. I don't know that you can say you've been to Chicago. Like, if you have a connecting flight yeah. in Miami, can you be like, I've been to Miami? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Because I've been to MIA a bunch of times, but, but you've never, never outside the airport. Done Miami. No, yeah. definitely not. I'd so, love to, but never had I the chance. I think you can say I've been through Miami. I've never been to Miami. Yeah. Never done Miami. Yeah. Good thing we got clarity on that. Yeah. Glad we cleared. Yeah. <laughs> okay so today's uh episode is sponsored by um the mcguire family mike and natalie and sophie and maddie um i know them yes just from the show we love them because they are such huge supporters and so for my birthday they sent in a very nice generous donation um, to sponsor episodes. Well, thank you very much to the yeah, McGuire. Thank you so much. They are precious. And um, in fact, Natalie's going to hate it, but her name's going to come up in my podcast today. Really? Yeah, because you know how much she hates. Remember when Mike came on the show and he was like, okay, well, we have one rule. We She's can, off limits. We cannot talk about Yep. <laughs> and I think she left me the same voicemail, like, Tova? Some people just aren't into it. Yeah. But she's going to have to endure her name on my podcast today. I think we'd love to be talked about. I'd, if we were mentioned in a show, we would, we would like uh, to talk about I think about most it. people would. Yeah. You know, most yeah. people would be like, but uh, some people th- are super private. And like George, George would hate, hate <laughs> if I talked about George. Anna Print and Carter would love it. Yeah. You know? And You so, could tell that just from when they're on the show, that he would be that type and they would be... Yes. They were much more outspoken. Yes. George, if I was like, hey, George, you want to be on my podcast? He'd be like, eh, no. Not really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you have exposure to thousands of people listening to you. And <laughs> Carter like, and Apprentice have an answer for everything <laughs> that you <laughs> ask them. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Um, okay. So this is kind of funny. And, and 
uh, Kevin, I was so fascinated by this. So I, you and I talked. So I'd been off social media uh, while I was gone in Mexico. I came back, and you and I had a conversation, was it Monday, Sunday, about what we should talk about? Maybe it was Friday? I don't know. Monday. It was Monday. Monday. Yeah. What we should talk about. And I said, you know, I'm kind of just thinking about this whole, like, girls being cheerleaders of other girls. Like, I don't, you know, it's just been on my mind lately. And then, I don't know if you've seen on social media. Okay, so then I post that you and I talked and we were going to do that. Um, We were going to talk about that. And I did the post, which I never do. This is all kind of weird to me. It might not be that weird to you, but it was to me. All right. I posted, when I talked about that, I posted it in black and white, which I rarely do. I usually do color. Mm -hmm. But I was tired, and the only filter that made me look less tired was black and white. (laughs) I like the black and white one. Yeah, so I did it in black and white. Okay, so now I, and I talked about how I, I was going to talk about, uh, you know, girls being cheerleaders for other girls and how important it is to be a good friend and Mm -hmm. how hard it is to find sometimes, like, true friend. Anyway. It is. And then I find this whole, like, women challenging other women to post a picture of themselves. Have you seen this on Uh -uh. Instagram? Uh Uh-uh. So I'm not on Instagram as much. Okay, so women, there's this trend happening right now where women are nominating other women who inspire them, and you, you, they tell you why they inspire you, why you're nominated, and then you have to say, like, challenge accepted, thank you so much, and you kind of post about this whole women for women thing. That's good timing. Right? I mean, kind of weird. And <laughs> the picture you're supposed to post about your of yourself is supposed to be black and white. That is really weird. I never do black and it's white. It's almost like you accidentally started it. Yeah, but I, I yeah, I didn't. But you could have said you did. But <laughs> but then like after I posted that, I started getting all these people who were like, Hey, I nominate you, I nominate you, and I was like, nominate me for what? Because I hadn't been I had not been on social media. So it looks like you'd already done it then. Yeah, but I hadn't, and I didn't even know about it. Like, I didn't know how widespread this yeah. whole thing was. In fact, somebody sent me a nomination. I was like, I have no idea what this person is talking about. It was this girl named Hillary who was the first person who did it, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what this So means. did you do another one? No. no. I, I just got several, and then I, I felt bad because I posted it, and then I got several more, but I... I I'm not going to keep posting. Can't get to them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to keep posting pictures. Yeah. Black and white pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but what I love, my whole point is, like, you know how, like, there's, I don't know, there's, like, an energy, right? There's, like, things happening in the world, the universe, the spirit world. Like, and you, like, I just picked up on it. Yeah. And I didn't even know. Like, you there and was I. like, a clairvoyant thing there or something. For sure. Like, you and I talk about, I was, like, I've just been feeling, like, we should talk about women being other women's cheerleaders. Yeah, and, you definitely did. And self-confidence and not comparing. And I was like, I'm not sure where it's going to go yet, but this is what I'm thinking. And then, and then, like, what I didn't know is, like, that's what was kind of trending. Interesting. Some huh? sort of cosmic energy yes. there, I think. Yes, but. for sure. That's what I'm saying. So 
I was thinking about like women inspiring women and how important that is. Uh, because, and I think it's just people inspiring people, but you know, women, and you and I talked about this, women are the worst to women. Mm -hmm. Women can be catty and backstabbing and gossipy. And I know men can too, but women can often take that to the next level. Yeah. I don't think men are as often as, or uh, aren't as cruel as often as women can be. If that's, and guys don't. I don't spend know if a that's line. a fair thing to say, but no, it just, I agree. And I, I don't think guys spend a lot of time on the phone talking about other guys. That's true too. You know, they but, will with other girls about other. You know, yes, but girls, they'll go to lunch and they'll talk about other girls, and girls talk. You know, get on the phone. Anyway, I hate that stuff, and I'm like a huge fan of girls, women loving women, and you you know this about me. Women being cheerleaders for other women, women extending encouragement to other women, women not talking bad about other women, not comparing yourself to other women. I just, there's so much damage that can be done woman to woman, and which is so sad because there's so much more good that can be done woman to woman. And so I started to think about all, it was kind of challenging because I started thinking about all the women that inspire me, which is a super easy thing for me to do. But then I started thinking about like, who am I to other women? Like, I hope I'm a good woman to other women, to other women, but like, how do I inspire people and how do I bless people and how do I encourage people and am I doing a good job being a woman to other women? And uh, so anyway, it just got me thinking. And so what I did for today's show, and you know, you don't even have any idea where we're, I'm going with this. No, I don't. Is I made a list of the most inspiring women in my life, which was really hard to do because I'm and another thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to apologize up front because I know I'm missing somebody who's incredibly inspiring to me that I just missed. And so what I hope is that if somebody thinks that their name's on this list, <laughs> their name's not on this list, that it's kind of... Somebody's going to listen to the whole episode waiting for yes, their name. And yes, <laughs> and I'm scared. I'm actually kind of scared. It's like an acceptance speech at the Academy <laughs> Awards. Like, who are you not going to thank? You forgot your mom? Yeah. <laughs> you forgot your mom. <laughs> Never forget your mom. No. Mom's got to be top, top of the list somewhere. Yes, yes. So I made a list of the people that inspire me, and I actually want to talk about them. Um, and mention them by name and why they inspire me. And my whole point in doing this is to inspire women to be an inspiration. Like, I want every woman to think about who, who am I to other women? Um, you know, what kind of friend am I? What kind of enemy am I? Uh, you know, it's not that all of my relationships are perfect and they're, I mean, they're not. And I have people that I'm sure that I 
don't like, I'm not super crazy about. And I know that there's a whole bunch of people out there that I'm sure are not super crazy about me. But there are, you know, I have a tribe of people, of incredible women who have inspired me. And some of these women, it's kind of funny. Some of these women are my best friends. And some of these women, I don't know very well at all. But I have observed or watched them from afar or watched them and thought, gosh, I wish I was more like that. You know, they have a quality mm-hmm. that, I, that I really, really, really admire and really, really inspires me. Well, there's plenty of people that you inspire that you've never met from listening to the show, if you think about it. Well, I hope so. You know, it's, it made me reflect on myself and like, who am I to this world? And who am I to women? And I just hope and pray that I'm always good to other women. I really do. I want to be one, a, a woman who's known for being good to other women. I don't want to be jealous. I don't want to be catty. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be gossipy. I want to be a cheerleader. And I want to be loving. And I want to hold my friends accountable. And I want to ho- them to hold me accountable. I mean, there's that too. Um, I want to be a good influence. Um, so how do you, so let me start by asking you, Kev, how do you think you inspire or influence people for good? Oh my God. You're putting me on the spot. I don't know. Oh, come on. You're much more in the inspiration business than I am. Kev, you have an amazing, uh, you inspire me. Seriously? Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you. Kev, you so inspire me. You want to know how you inspire me? Sure. You, you are always, you're so easy. You're so considerate. You're so, uh, like, you make things easy for me. Like, I'm not always the easiest person to work with. You know, I've got last minute changes or and I don't keep a tight schedule and you've never been a problem person to work with I can tell you that but but you are always like sure like there's nothing you can't do and you will figure it out and and there's there are no obstacles and that is such a gift especially to the people that you work well, with thanks you create no obstacles for very few things make me angry, really, you know, or so it, it doesn't bother or, me. That's I guess even, that's why I'm easy. But or even uptight or frustrated, like I have never sensed this much of that. And you and I have been working together for over two years. You're always like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get it done. Let's figure it out. Like that's inspiring because I you're so amicable and great to work with. I am not always so amicable and great to work with, and. That's awesome. That's an amazing quality. And I love the way you love your wife. You are a really good husband. See, that one I could have guessed. The other ones are things that I wouldn't have picked up on, that I had no idea inspired you. Yeah. That you even noticed. Yeah. Things I don't notice about myself, so. Yeah. You're, and you're, yeah, you're really loyal. You're really loyal. And you know what? You do not. Loyalty is a big thing with me. Yes. And I, I pick up on that. And you are not a gossiper. You do not talk bad about people. No, I don't like doing that. No, and you don't ever. We don't gossip. We might giggle about something. Oh yeah, but we're not. We're we don't ever sit here and. That's true. We really don't gossip. No, you have no space 
for that. And I really appreciate that about you. And think about how many people have walked through here that we could have been like, what the, what was All that? the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like I hit the jackpot with you. No, likewise. Uh-huh. So We're a good team. Yeah, we are. Okay. So these are the women, uh, and I probably should say some of the women that have inspired me most in my life and been have made a huge impact on who I am. And I think that, I mean, it's kind of funny. Some of these people uh, I've known for years, and some of these people I've just, I haven't known that long, but I still am learning from them and love them. Um, okay, so the first one is my mom, because <laughs> you always have to... <laughs> mom has to be number one. You always one. have to remember your mom. Absolutely. So my mom died in 2003, total ball buster. I mean, tough as nails. And uh, From what I heard, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. From what I've heard. Yeah. And uh, she, she was tough. She was really tough. And I, I did not love everything that she did as a mom. I did not even admire or respect everything that she did as a mom. But my mom was my greatest teacher. You know, uh, when Craig and I were in Cabo this weekend, uh, we met a girl at the bar, and she was so cute. Young girl, young, young girl, 20 years old. Drunk as a skunk. Like, could barely stand up. And she was talking about how effed up her family was. She's from Dallas. And she just randomly from Dallas. That is weird. Uh-huh. And I mean, I didn't know her. I didn't know her family. Never heard her name. Don't know her family's name. But she was talking about she she kind of went nuts and she was like I was I was like trying to take care of her cuz it was bad. She was in the bag. Yeah, yeah. she was it was in bad and I was like so and I told her and so she started telling us that the reason she was so effed up and her life was so effed up was because her family was so effed up. And she started talking about how her mom is terrible and her dad's terrible and she hates her family and she hates her parents. And, I mean, she, there was a lot of emotion behind mm-hmm. it. There's some built-up stuff there. Yes. And I'm sure she will never remember it, Kev, because she was really drunk. But one thing that I said to her as I said, don't let, th- don't let that determine the rest of your life. Like, allow the things that your parents have done to create the greatest opportunities and, and the best lessons in your life. Okay, yeah, your childhood sucked, they suck, whatever. But, like, use that. Allow your parents to be your greatest teachers and just become the exact opposite. <laughs> Do the exact opposite. Learn you know? from it. Yeah. Learn from it. And you know, people think that we are only allowed, people think that we can only learn from like people who teach us something good and do good. And I just have to say, I think some of our greatest lessons and our greatest teachers can be from the negative, the horrible, the bad, the ugly. No, it's very true. 
Yeah. So my mom, in all of her imperfection, was my greatest teacher and inspired me the most to be the mom that I am today. And for that, I am so grateful. So I don't look at her as like, how could you do that? I look at her and I say, thank you. Thank you for inspiring me to be different and teaching me what I did not want to be. So you probably had moments where your mom made you feel a certain way, and then when you became a parent, you thought, I don't ever want my kids to feel that way. I'm never going to do that. Yeah. Totally. And so my mom has been and continues to be my greatest inspiration as a mother and as a person because she taught me a lot of what I did not want to become. And for that, I'm grateful. So I can look at my mom now with great gratitude and love. And I could say thank you. Thank you for teaching me those things. And so I'm thankful for my mom. And I'm thankful for what she taught me by not teaching me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which she inadvertently passed yeah. along. Yeah. yeah. And, th- and then you know what? That allows me to find gratitude for her. So instead of having anger or resentment or frustration about the mom that I didn't have, I can look at her with great gratitude for the things that she taught me that I wanted to become. Where this young lady in Cabo, obviously, was very bitter. Yes. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Don't let that be your story. The story doesn't have to end there. Doesn't have to define you. Yep. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So was it like an all-inclusive? Just asking. Nope. Oh, okay. That's, that's when you, yeah you really see people get super trash. But I guess anytime you're in Cabo, there's people getting super I think, trash. I think Mexico just yeah brings it out. I think so too. Yeah. Vacation brings it out. Too. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Okay, uh, the next person on my list is Natalie. Natalie, and again, this is going to embarrass her, but Natalie has this great sense of family. And she's the best mom. She's the best wife. She is grounded in her values. And she never deviates from those things. And, you know, she has a lot of opportunity and access, and she never uses those things for gain. She knows who she is and what she's about. And I admire that so much. She's got... She's got her focus. You know, in, in the Stegen program that I've been going through, they uh, inspire you to write down your values. And then every single week, you have to hold yourself accountable. Okay, do my actions match my values? Mm-hmm. You know, I say I value work. I value friendships. I value family. I value God. I value truth. I value blah, 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 blah. But every week I have to look at that list of the things that I say I value and I have to, I have to be accountable to myself. Do my actions match my values? And I have never known anybody whose actions match their values. 100%. The way that yeah. Natalie McGuire does. And that she inspires me every single day. Very impressive. Very. Of course, Mary Catherine Bass, who's just my party girl. She's, she inspires me to find joy and laughter and lightness. And she has hands down inspired me to be a joyful mom 
in a way that nobody else has the ability to do. Every, there are so many times that I'll get frustrated with one of my kids, and then there's a voice in my head that says, what would Mary Catherine do and, instead of what would Jesus do? And it probably should be Jesus instead of Mary Catherine. But Mary Catherine just has a beautiful way of making lemonade out of lemons. She's phenomenal at that. And she's been my biggest inspiration in getting divorced and how to handle that and how to be a good mom and a good ex-wife. And she's, she's phenomenal. And nobody, nobody will play with me like MK, <laughs> which I really, really love. I really appreciate uh, Stephanie Hagen. Stephanie Hagen has a faith um, that inspires me. And I feel like she's my friend that holds me accountable. So if there's something going on in my life that's not tracking in the direction or the way that it should be, she has a gentle way of calling me out, which I really, really appreciate. You know, I think... I mean, we say, we say kids need to be held accountable. I think adults need to be held accountable, too. And Accountability sh- is a big thing with you. Very big thing. Mm-hmm. It is a big thing. Uh, I think we should be accountable. Um, and she is a good friend that holds me accountable that I need and I want. Um, but it's because I trust her and I trust her. I trust her faith in God and that when she says things to me, it's not coming from a place of like judgment. Mm-hmm. It's coming from a place of, is this God's best for you? She's really good at that. That's hard to find in a friend in a person. Kitty, Kitty Williamson inspires me with her ability to be unconditional. She has 0.0 judgment in her body. Like, she just loves everyone, accepts everyone. Uh, It's hard to do. I mean, you don't see that as much these days. No, and she's phenomenal about that. Uh, And she really inspires me. And she works her butt off, which I really, really love and appreciate and inspires me. Um, I have a dear friend named Stacy Duran, and she inspires me by always encouraging me to see the other side. You know, I have a thousand friends that I can call and I can tell them about a situation and I know they're going to side with me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which you're hoping for. Yeah. But if I need true perspective and an honest, really honest assessment... Stacy is who I need to call. She is a wonderful human being, and she has this... She did the podcast with us on friendships. Mm-hmm. I remember. And she's awesome. It was pretty early on at the old studio. Yep, exactly. And she is just a phenomenal friend about, hey, have, have you thought about it from this perspective? Or maybe they were having a bad day. Or... You know, maybe he just doesn't know how to do that, Toby. Have you ever thought about that? And I'm like, damn it, no. But now I guess I have to. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for making sense. Yes, exactly. She really inspires me that way. Um, I have a dear old, old friend, Heidi Burton. 
she married one of my dear friends from high school, Brent Burton. And Heidi is has this peace and calm about her. Do you have anybody that you're around and like whenever you leave them, you're just like, it's like you just drink a tall glass of water. Mm -hmm. Like, that's Heidi. Heidi makes everybody feel peaceful, calm, and good. That's inspiring. I think I'm too for that. Me too. But that's a good quality. It's a real gift Mm -hmm. to have that quality. It is a good quality. Um, Catherine Ballard also has that quality. She has a peaceful, calm, patient way about her. And the thing that I really love about Catherine Ballard that I could really learn from and inspires me all the time, every time I'm with her, she uses her words wisely. She's very wise with her words. Very careful. Yes. Yeah. I'm not always careful. That's a good thing. No. Or cautious. Most people aren't. Or thoughtful. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> or kind. <laughs> and Catherine Ballard is, she, she's wise with her words. And that really, really inspires me. Not an impulsive speaker. Nope. Okay, my next two friends are uh, old, old friends from San Francisco. <clears throat> they could bury me with the stories they <laughs> They have on me. They know where all the bodies are buried. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) One is Carrie Colta. She's actually originally from the Bronx. She's fabulous. And been, I mean, one of my best, best friends from my early 20s. And that girl is the most loyal person I know. And she feels so deeply and she will she would never she would never turn her back on me no matter what she would literally help you bury a body yeah <laughs> and stick up for me while she was doing it and she's just so loyal an amazing 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 beautiful friend um, that I trust completely um, Michelle Michelle Sloat also from San Francisco Freaking hilarious and feisty. So Michelle's our friend that will be like, no, absolutely do not get those jeans. Your ass looks huge. (laughs) (laughs) She calls us out. You know, she calls us out. The type of friends you love and you hate. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And she is such an amazing uh, family girl. Like... (coughs) She has this really big Italian family and uh, probably where she got it. I mean, they're just a very open, honest, loud, always a lot of wine flying around. (laughs) Um, But I just, I love her family and I love her and I love her children and I love her husband. And, and she's just, she's a great hostess and she's always including everyone. She's just, she brings a great life and feistiness to, to my life and to every life around her. She really inspires me that way. Like every time I go to her house, I'm like, why don't I do appetizers like this? Like I just throw out some hummus and a, you know, and some, some carrots and, 
and you know get a beer and there's the wine but hers is like she's got like margarita mix and i mean she just she just takes everything to the next level in every way and it's i think it's her grit and feistiness that inspires so many she's a lot of fun you would love her well if she's ever here make sure she comes in yes okay there's a precious girl named peyton who's about to marry Joe. I'm going to do their wedding in Vail. I love Peyton. I mean, love Peyton. I've been doing Peyton and Joe's. I talked about them before. I've been doing their premarital counseling. Peyton lost her mom when she was young. And so she's been planning and doing this whole wedding by herself. And she's done it with such grace and such sweetness. And yet... Every day has been mourning doing it without her mom. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough. And I've watched her do this and walk through this in such an amazing way. It's just really, really inspired me. And it's made me just adore her. I mean, I just adore her. I want to scoop her up. And, I mean, I always tell her, I wish I could be your mom. Like, I I would. If I could adopt a... I think she's yeah. 27, 28. I'd adopt her. She's beautiful, and she really inspires me. Um, okay, there is a woman. Her name is Dane Taylor. And I have... Dane, I know from Bible study. She's been coming to my Bible study for years, a few years now. Um, but she's been going to seminary, and she has been... She She's asked me to help her like with some of the classes... And so I've just been going to Dane's house to help her. And Dane had a stroke when she was 48. And it has affected the way that her brain works and also her speech. And yet this, she's a model. She was on the cover of Vogue when she was young. I mean, she's still model. She's drop dead gorgeous. And... I'm I'm asked her why is she going to seminary? I just want to learn more. I just want to do more. And I mean, she's so inspiring. And you know, she doesn't have to work. She doesn't need a thing. But she's just she she's just has this she's this beautiful picture and inspiration to me of perseverance. Like it's not easy. You know, it's not easy what what she's doing by going to seminary and mm-hmm. taking these courses and and she doesn't have to do it at all. And yet it's just something that she wants to do to make herself better. And that's so, I've just, I've sat with her in such awe time after time and time after time. And I, every time I leave her, I'm, I just, I, I never want to leave because she just, she's such an inspiration to me. And, you know, we're working through the stuff and she's like, she struggles, she stutters. It's, it's not easy, and yet she's just this beautiful picture and inspiration of perseverance that I love. I wish I had that kind of drive for yeah. self-improvement. Yeah, that's the amazing thing, is she does. Even during all this going on in the world right now. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. Um, another one of my precious friends that inspires me is Jen, who is married to Rhett, who started Camp Well, who is on our show. Um, Jen and Rhett Barrett. 
um, she is such an inspiration to me because she is the epitome of faithful. She will be 1,000% obedient 1,000% of the time. She doesn't make one move without God, and she does every single thing that she feels like he calls her to do, regardless of the sacrifice or the toll it takes on her. And she is a huge inspiration because I feel like even though I know that I've done things for Jesus, I, I think that there's more that I should be doing and should have done, right. but it would come at such a sacrifice to me that I'm like, meh, you know? Sure. I put it off or I don't do it. And Jen is just relentless in her pursuit to be a faithful servant of God. It's an amazing quality. That is. I've always admired those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Next one on my list is Janice Gant. Oh, of course. Of course. There's no way she couldn't be on there. No. I don't trust anybody. Well, yeah, I actually do trust peop- other people the, as much as I le- trust Janice. But what I not only trust Janice with the things that I tell her, but I also trust the advice and the wisdom that she gives me, and I appreciate, sincerely appreciate, the grace with which she advises me. Because I'm sure there's been lots of times that I've been sitting in her office and she wants to say, hey, idiot, you know? When, I think I told you this story, or told this story on the podcast, but when I went to her office to tell her I was getting a divorce... I was like, I just want you to know I'm getting divorced. She was like, oh, thank God. And I'm like... She couldn't tell you that. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, Janice, why didn't you tell me? You've been thinking that? And she's like, of course. And I was like, why didn't you say it? She said, because you had to get there on your own. Mm-hmm. And that's not easy. That's a, that's a hard thing to do. To, I mean, I know... Oh, I, to stay silent? Yes. And, yeah. When you're watching somebody suffer and for years it's probably. so clear in your mind what this person should do, mm-hmm. and yet you keep your mouth shut because you know the best thing for them is for them to figure it out on their own. Yeah. So I trust her with that, those kinds of things, and uh, I really appreciate who she is and what she's done for my life and all of our lives. My gosh, she is such a blessing to Definitely. so many of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, in fact, one of my girlfriends, Amy McMillan, who I, I deleted accidentally her feedback, but she talked about how Janice's advice about you matter because you breathe. Like she's been telling her daughter that night after night after night since Janice first shared that. And she was like, I would have given anything for somebody to have told me that when I was young. It would have changed the trajectory of my life and my choices. And it's so true. You know, Janice... And think about all the people that Janice has changed because of her great wisdom. I've learned a lot. Me too. Me too. Okay, uh, the next three I'm lumping together. Brittany Crow, Amy Bowers, and Diane Miserani. Because they are the best family girls. These girls are the best moms, the best wives. Um, 
They are dedicated to their family, especially the three of these girls to their husbands. They are amazing wives. And all of them have been married for a really long time. And they just adore their husbands. They take care of their marriages. They do not take them for granted. And they just truly inspire me in that way. Um, if, if I ever get married again, I'm, I'm never going to take that gift for granted. You know, I did not have a perfect marriage. Obviously it ended in divorce, but, and, and I think no matter what happens in your marriage, you know, two people are married and you have to like really look at yourself in the mirror. Divorce forced me to look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, I may have not like caused the total demise, right. but there are things that I could have done better. Yeah, so you still contributed. For sure. And so w what was my contribution in the demise of that marriage? And one of the things that I've had to admit to myself is I took it for granted. Like I, I took, I, I thought I'd be married forever. You treated it as if it would just always be there. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. And so you didn't have to take care of it. Right. I just, I didn't, I didn't know that, that being in a relationship and being in a marriage was like having a really precious garden that needed to be watered every single day. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Yeah. And these girls water. Keep a nice garden. <laughs> they keep a really nice garden. They water their plants and their flowers every single day. And they really inspire me to do the same. And for that, I'm really grateful. Um, my children's godmother is Cami Williams. And she inspires me um, in a way that she probably doesn't know. But Cami is very aware. And she's very socially and uh, responsible. Like she recycles. And she knows what's happening in the news. And she knows what's happening in the election. And she is very conscientious about like the whole racism thing and she's very smart and she's well educated and she's just very um responsible in her in her place in this world does that make sense yes it does and i don't know anything about what's happening in the world and She's very, very informed. Yes, she's very informed, but she's also, and she's not judgmental and she's not pushy, but she, she's very responsible in her, and, and, and ethical and, uh, I'm not using the words right, but she inspires me in like, God, I should be doing more. I should know more. I should be involved more. She's she feels very responsible for the way the world is going, and she wants to contribute and respond in a very positive way. Most people don't because they no. think one person doesn't make any difference. Right, but she does, and the fact that she's my children's godmother is such a gift because. So all three of your kids had the same godparents. Yep, that's cool. Yep, Cammy and Dell Williams, love them. They're like family. Okay, this girl has no idea that she inspires me, but I really love her. She's a yoga instructor at We Yogis, and I really don't know her well at all. Her name is Julie Cooper. 
Um, Julie inspires me. She's a mother of four. She's drop dead gorgeous. She's so unassuming and just has this like softness about her um, that really, really, really inspires me. She's just very unassuming. And Julie could be very assuming because she's so beautiful. But she's just, she's not. And she's very simple. And you can tell she's all about her family and her kids. And that's that. You know, it's, she's just simple and soft. Do you know if she listens? Will she know that you mentioned her? Uh, I do think she listens. Yeah. I really love Julie Cooper. Um, Dana Howard is my biggest inspiration as a mom. She, I worked with her at the church. She is the mother of two youth that grew up in the church that I was very close with. And uh, she has been my biggest inspiration for bringing faith into my family and how to do that well. How to not be pushy, but how to have faith in my home without it being like, oh, like annoying, you know? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. push it down my kid's throat. I don't, like, I try to lead by example. I try to show them. Um, Dana taught me how to do that. And I watched her long before I ever adopted children be a phenomenal mom and raise these two beautiful kids, Molly and Robert. And she's, hands down, my biggest mom inspiration. And now she's grandma. So she's going to keep inspiring me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, My friend, Jema. Jema Trigiani. Nobody shows up in life like Jema Trigiani. If, and Jema is one of those girls, she doesn't say, hey, if you need anything, let me know. Like, if Jema hears about something going on, she takes She just action. does it. Yeah. She takes action. She's my girl who takes action. She doesn't ask. She doesn't do the convenient thing. <laughs> right. Like, call me if you need me. Uh-huh. She just shows up on your porch with, like, dinner and or flowers or she'll be like hey i'm gonna pick up carter like she just does it she takes the initiative um okay this is the newest one newest inspiration lila shrank craig's mom is about the cutest thing i've ever seen (laughs) i mean she's 80 years old been married 60 years. And the only thing she knows and does is family. That's it. That's her whole life. Her whole life. And it's always been her whole life. She worships her husband that she's been married to for 60 years. And they have the sweetest marriage. They have happy hour every day in the pool (laughs) at 5 (laughs) o'clock. They take Sunday drives together. They are so cute. I mean, they are... 60 years is a good run. They've been married 11 more years than I've been alive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she... Craig says every single time she talks about his boys, she just cries. She's a phenomenal mom, a phenomenal grandmother. And, you know, it's, it's what you dream of. Like, 
she she and her husband Orrin have set a phenomenal example for what it can look like and what it should look like. Lila has created uh, the life that I that I wish that I, I mean I wish that I could have said I would mm-hmm. I I won't I won't be married sixty years because I'd be a hundred yeah <laughs> ten years old. <laughs> you never know, and I'd have to get married right now. <laughs> yeah, well, people are living longer these days. I do not want to live to be hundred and ten. <laughs> But she's just a sweetheart, and she's all about her husband and her family. She, like, adores them. It's so cute. And when I'm 80, I hope that my children will say the one thing. Like, she did a lot of things, but the one thing that, like, she nailed was loving her family. Like, I I would... That would be the greatest compliment. Like it puts a lump in my throat even thinking about one of my kids maybe saying that when I'm 80 years old. Like the one thing mom really did well was take care of us and love us. I think you're in pretty good shape there so far. I hope so. Yeah. I got to keep at it though. I really do. Yeah, that's like a garden too. Yeah, it is. That's exactly right. Okay, I'm going to take a drink of my golden glow from the gem and okay. then I'm going to finish my last two I'll just keep talking while you're drinking Tova's always drinking something super healthy like a drink from the gem and I have <laughs> Diet Coke from Jack in the Box do not tell the gem girls <laughs> <laughs> um, okay my last two are my daughters so my uh, first daughter Anna P of course a lot of people know her She's pretty famous in town. <laughs> she kind of get, a big deal. She gets around. <laughs> Anna Perrin inspires me in so many ways. But one of the things that Anna Perrin is, Anna Perrin is so kind. Like she is so kind and helpful. And she's so kind to her brothers. And she always sticks up for them. And she always looks out for them. And she's always got their back. And she's always got my back. And Anna Prynne has this amazing way of making everybody feel like a million bucks. She would do anything for anyone. She's she's just so stinking beautiful inside and out. And I have so many things to learn from her. One of the things that I really admire about Anna Prynne is she's a talker. You know, she's super chatty. Um, but she's really wise when she's angry. Like she can get angry and she can be mad and people can frustrate her, but she's very wise with her responses. I'm a reactor and a print is a responder. I'm a reactor too. I'm working on it. Are you working on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say the contrary. I love but that you didn't even hesitate. Nope. No. I am not working on it. No. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and then my last one is my baby girl, Louisa, who passed away. Louisa was born um, in 2004. She passed away in 2005. And so she would be 15 this year. And... No, 16. She'd be turning 16 in November. And 
Louisa was hilarious. Um, she was your very first. No, Charlie. Woman, right? Charlie was first. Charlie was first. I don't know why I thought Louisa was first. And Charlie I've was heard her story a million times. I should know this. Oh, that's okay. Charlie was born in two thousand three, and Charlie had just this sweet, kind, soulful demeanor, precious, not never complain, not feisty, no preference. He just was easy and sweet. There was nothing easy or sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She just, but what I love about Lou, and I could tell, it's funny what you can know in just eight short months. Like Louisa knew exactly what she wanted. And she was not afraid uh, at all to uh, cry, throw a fit, smile. Like, however she was feeling, that's how the world knew. You know, she did not hide who she was. Yeah. And I, I found her so freaking amusing and hilarious. Like, one time... There's this thing called Baby Einstein. Yeah, I know what that is. Okay. Uh, It's like videos for Mm -hmm. babies. It's supposed to be like learning. It has like music and shapes and colors and numbers and crap like that. Yes. Well, Louisa loved Baby Einstein. And so one day I was sitting in the living room. We were watching Baby Einstein, and she was just mesmerized by Baby Einstein. Loved it. This kind of sums Louisa up. And Topher, my ex-husband, came home for lunch, and he sat down right in front of her, which blocked her view to the TV. And he was like, oh, you know, hi, sweet girl. (laughs) And she was like, ah! She was like, ah! Not while my show's And so I was like, you're in her way. And so he moved, and then it was like... Back to normal? Back to (laughs) normal. Yes. And I don't know, I just... You know, so many people placate, uh, play nice, uh, and she... No. Like, she, she knew what she wanted. Yeah. And I just love that quality in a girl. You know, feisty, Mm -hmm. determined, and she had it all. And she still inspires me. You know, when I... I like a spitfire type. Yes. When I worked at the church and I would preach on Sunday mornings, uh, before I would preach, I would jog, go jogging early, early, early in the morning. And often I would go to the cemetery where they are buried and... Because I was nervous. I mean, getting up and preaching in front of thousand pe- thousands of people on Sunday morning is scary, sure. you know? And I would go to the cemetery in the mornings, and I would say, Lou, give me your strength. Like, I can do this with your strength. And I just, she just had a strength about her that I really, really admire and still inspires me. So... Um, and so I will leave with a couple of questions. Who are you to this world? Who are you to this world? 
What are others learning from your life? And how, how are you inspiring people? There's this great sermon by Andy Stanley um, that I listened to years ago. And the question that he asked that it's like has stuck with me still is at the end of your life, what will what would people stand in line and thank you for? At the end of your life, what would people stand in line and thank you for? That's deep. It is deep. But it's a great question, you know? It's a great question. What what mark what mark are you going to leave? What inspiration are you giving? Like <clears throat> this life is a gift. This life is a gift. Absolutely. And you know, one day we will have a funeral. <laughs> and you know, one of the advantages of working at a church and doing funerals is every single funeral I've ever officiated or or served or gone to, I've sat in those pews and I've thought, you can't help but think when you're at a funeral is, what are they going to say about me? Mm -hmm. And so, what are they going to say about you? And I, I think how we live our lives answers that question. You know, how we love, how we give, how we serve, how we show up. It's not easy. You know, no. How we forgive. It's not easy. It's so, weird being at a funeral and thinking this is what it comes down to. Yeah. For all of us eventually. For all of us. And you can't go to a funeral and not think about that. No. No way. You just can't. So it's all I got. And I, I really want to thank all of these beautiful women and a million other people and men who inspire me every single day to become the person that God has created me to be. I, and I hope and pray that, that this show is a blessing, that this show inspires you, that the remedies that Kevin and I week after week try to offer make people's lives better. It's the whole point, right? I mean, we're not getting rich here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not getting any younger. <laughs> We're not getting more beautiful or, nope. or more wealthy. No. Nope. It's time. Yeah. We got to make our difference. Yes. And so what I do hope is that that even though it's not making us rich and it's not making us younger or more beautiful, that it is inspiring people to become a better version of themselves. So thank you for listening. And thank you, Kev. You know I love you. Thank you. Love you too. <laughs>